0: It's October 23rd, and this is the Turn-Based Attack. Welcome to Turn-Based Attack, number 45, your host this week, as every week, most weeks, uh, myself, Lee, and Rob is here. Yo, you got like a hair curtain thing going on. I mean, I'm I need... joined today by Robert Smith of The Cure. <laughs> I need uh, need a haircut, but yeah, I need a new laptop. Uh, not only am I using the laptop nipple uh, <laughs> to uh, to do what I have to do today because uh, my mouse is broken, uh, the speakers are like blown out, uh, so our playback sound is. Uh... Yeah, hopefully this sounds okay when it, whoever is listening to it. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it, it sounds sound, okay to them. It sounds sound, like trash. To I'm us. gonna
1: sound extra muffled.
0: Yeah. Now. So, uh, so we can talk about this. <laughs> yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good. well, for you, that's normal, Rob. Uh, it, it's been a busy week for announcements. Not a lot of announcements, but quality announcements. <laughs> uh, I mean, to, top quality announcements. <laughs> it's gonna be huge. Uh, so we have uh, it's gonna be huge. Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, of yep. course, was revealed this week. As was the Nintendo Switch, trying to steal their thunder. Uh, this dog's been leaving us alone all morning, but now that we're recording, she wants, of course, yes. to sit on me and uh, and make her make her noises. So, I apologize in advance. Let's talk about video games. What have you been playing, Rob?
1: Man, I've been playing a few things. Uh, Overwatch a little bit here and there. It's usual. Sure. It's a Halloween event now. They,
0: people are killing crows, thinking that's going to do something.
1: Yeah, it's not going to do anything.
0: You don't think so? No. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, the Halloween event's going on right now. It's just, I think it's until November 11th, I think. Somewhere. Just like real Halloween. Yep. Uh, started October 10th. Goes to November 11th. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, aside from all that, I mean, I've been playing um, Dragon Age. Still trying to platinum that guy. Just finished a big story mission this morning. Uh, Are you still in the hinterlands or whatever the hell? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I moved out of the hinterlands of... I've gone out and sought other enemies. I'm playing through on the hardest difficulty, like oh, really? I mentioned before, probably, yeah. so... It seems like a enemies, tough game to play on a hard difficulty. You know what, it seems... it's, not, it's not that it's that tough. It's actually... Here's the thing about it. All you have to do is just be a little more tactical. Because if you're... Because all, all it really is is the enemies just do a little more damage, and they have a lot more health. So... Really, the AI stays exactly the same. It doesn't do anything to to exploit you or, or anything like that. It doesn't outsmart no, you. No, but
0: some of the challenge of that game is outlasting waves of enemies. And if they have more health apiece, that's, oh, I can imagine that being There's discussed. a couple
1: parts where you do need to be at the, at the maximum. Re- These animals, man. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> at the maximum recommended level. Um, so, like, if it tells you that this story mission is recommended for people who are like, Level ten or higher. Yeah, um, you want to at least be level ten, right? Or, or I'll say like level ten to thirteen. Or you're so. pushing it. Yeah. yeah, and and it will actually be really, really difficult. Um, so i been playing that. Uh, checked out Transformers Devastation. I like it that. Was free. It's fun. I mean, like, it's just a hack and slasher. But it, if I was into Transformers, I might find something so there. So the but. thing
0: with Transformers games is always how are they going to incorporate the vehicle stuff. Into the game. Because let's be honest here. Let's be onyx. Let's be onyx here. Ooh! Uh, They're two very different things, right? The the hack and slash gameplay of being a robot and switching to a vehicle seamlessly is hard to do. The uh, Cybertron game's kind of made it so it's like okay you've you've done your shooting time to get from point A to point B turn it into a car yeah uh, these games build it into the combo system where you actually become your vehicle mode yeah. and like toss yourself as a race car at enemies and on top of that you you traverse the environment a yeah. little better when as a you, vehicle you
1: have like um there's a little bit of some RPG mechanics there it's pretty light it's like uh you find weapons and mm. you can equip them and synthesize them and it's it's held to a stronger. different standard
0: as a game where you become a vehicle rather than a game where you use a vehicle. Yeah. Because no one's ever complaining that there's too much vehicle vehicle combat in games like Grand Theft Auto or, or Mafia.
1: Although Grand Theft Auto Bikers update. Yeah, I played it a can, bit. Have you tried it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You can kick people, like Road Rash style, yeah. on motorcycles now. They've <laughs> finally added that in. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I've been I've been thinking that I've. You know, it was lacking from GTA. Uh, there's
0: a game coming out the, from Maximum Games, and it's like a not like a cheap budget title, and it's called Road Rage, and it's basically like Road really rash. bad Road Rash. Yeah,
1: I mean Road Rash is an amazing series, uh, at least back in the day. Uh, I don't know how
0: conceptually. It Road Rash is amazing. It's pretty cool in execution, uh, fun, but you know, that there's a game that can come back absolutely. I Absolutely. hope so, one day.
1: But anyway, uh, yeah, so I've been playing that. Uh, aside
0: from that, uh,
1: you know, picked up Darkest Dungeon on console. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's <laughs> Darkest Dungeon. Actually, one thing I will say is um, with with Darkest Dungeon, I've got on the Vita first. Um, is it cross-play? It, it is cross-play, cross-save, cross-everything. So just buy it once and you're good. Yeah. Um, but the crazy thing about it is that they take the whole – so on the Vita, it handles like ass because basically the touch the touch uh, sensors on yeah. the back, it will switch which party member you're controlling. Um, and that's and, the only and, way to do that? And that's the only way to do it on the Vita. And if you're like me and you have somewhat larger hands or even if you're just careless with where you're placing your hands or, or trying to be comfortable, you'll end up accidentally switching party oh, members really? a lot. And that's super annoying when you're going through a dungeon the other thing that sucks about it is that on the Vita they like really did not optimize it whatsoever for for like they they basically just took the screen as it is when it's blown up mm-hmm. on a normal size display and they just shrunk it like just scaled it down. So it's it's almost impossible to read. Like if you have if you have to wear glasses or your eyes aren't great, <laughs> sorry pal, like you're not going to be able to you. read. Yeah. yeah, the other thing too is portable um, gaming is not for you. I don't know if it's just if it's just the OLED Vita or what, but that game is almost impossible to play with any any sort of light being shining on the um, Starkest dungeon. I mean, it's
0: right it, there in I the mean, name. It's probably. right there in the
1: name. Absolutely, yeah. it is very dark, but it's it's crazy dark. Like it's almost unplayable in in any room that has interesting light. Yeah, it's crazy. I was trying to play it on a car ride back from Fargo, and. Um, couldn't do it. Couldn't. I could barely tell what was going on. Um, I tried. I moved it. I moved on to the console version. The
0: screen's too glossy. I, I can't read it with the sunlight bouncing uh, off of it.
1: Yeah. No. I, I played on console for a little bit. It's a. It handles a little more smoothly. Um, but honestly, the PC version is the best version. Uh, they also announced they're coming out with a expansion pack, uh, DLC expansion.
0: A paid DLC. I
1: don't know. Okay. I can't remember. I hope I hope not, but I'd be okay with it if it is. As long as the price is right. If it's Nintendo pricing...
0: Uh, uh. Nothing's Nintendo pricing. Um, Speaking they're of... They're charging like $2 a, a, a track on Theaterhythm or whatever. Yeah, no. Fire like Emblem like maps, like $7. dollars fifteen
1: ninety nine 99 for like two maps in Fire Emblem. Get oh, yeah. out of here. In any case, aside from that, um, when I got here, you showed me the PlayStation VR.
0: I did. Super weird. Is that how we're going to bridge... We might as well talk yeah. about it, because what right. have I been playing? Uh, so I did get a PlayStation VR. I don't know where I was at on buying a PlayStation VR last time we had a podcast. Yeah. Probably very likely I was absolutely against it. I think you were. Um, but it's me. Uh, yeah, I think that's point. all I have to yeah. say. So uh, Just yep. throw away money. Just that's right, just whipping it Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> into the furnace like yeah. the Joker. Uh, so... Uh, we got the PlayStation VR. We have a myriad of games to play yeah. uh, this morning. Let's talk about what you played so we can talk so about our joint experiences.
1: Talk, I'll, talk, I'll start with the stuff I didn't like. Uh, the <laughs> as, as anyone should yeah, when trying to talk should. up yeah. something they enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the game that we were just playing, the yeah. PlayStation Worlds. That was,
0: that was VR Worlds. VR, yeah. yeah, VR Which I Worlds. did kind of advise against playing, but yeah. you insisted.
1: So it's a first party though,
0: right? That's Okay, so let's preface this by saying... The, the the hardware uh, yeah. is, is solid. The yeah, the headset is good. solid. The controllers work. All that stuff is fine. Mm-hmm. The issue comes with the software yeah. in, uh, in which certain games will drift or lose tracking altogether. And, you know, we're sitting in the living room and it's daytime. It's not the idea. There's a mirror on the wall. It's not ideal. Uh, but you played some games, obviously, where the tracking was pretty it's solid on, yeah. all the way through. Job Simulator, uh, harmonics, Music VR. And then you go and play VR Worlds or any Sony thing and your your vision's constantly drifting. Uh, and and back and forth, and it 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 di- disconnects you from the immersion of the experience, yeah. and it's all Sony games. Uh, so f- f- you know you were playing VR Worlds, you were playing Scavengers Odyssey there, and it was con- your vision was constantly drifting. Yeah. And yeah. in a game where you're supposed to aim and shoot by looking at things with your head, it's disorienting. I mean, uh, until Dawn does it uh, horribly. Like the first time I played Until Dawn, the tracking was fine. Every subsequent time I've I've hooked somebody into Rush of Blood. Uh, that, that thing starts drifting. And it's not the case with other games. Thumper, uh, Job Simulator, all these other games uh, don't experience any of that. So I don't know what's going on, Sony. Well,
1: I think it's because the other games, have been, they got it unlocked because they're, they're not just... They've VR, been around, right? Yeah. yeah, they've been around for a so, little bit.
0: So here's the thing. Let, let's compare all the three headsets because now they are available. You have yeah. the Rift, you have the Vive, and you have the PlayStation VR. The PlayStation VR is, by and large... The easiest to get a hold of, the cheapest to buy from the ground up, uh, even if you, you have to buy a PS4 to do that, uh, and it has functionality with the Xbox One and PC as far as the cinematic view is concerned, which is basically simulates you being in a dark room with a giant TV on the wall, totally. um, which you can play all of your games that way. There's no head tracking. It's Again, you're just looking at a screen and there's no depth, meaning if you're playing that on anything bigger than the small setting... I dare you not to get sick. Basically, at this point, no matter how ironclad you think your stomach is, but let's talk about the VR games, which is what it's about. Uh, did you feel nauseated at all playing any of those games? Other than disoriented, did you start getting um, a flop sweat or a headache playing any of those games?
1: No, I, I felt yeah. pretty good. I mean, I saw like we. I probably played for a little bit, little an hour or so, a little over maybe. Yeah, yeah, a little, um, I'd say an hour and a half. You know, it's not. The, the one that was kind of disorienting was the scavengers, obviously, because... Because of the drift. B- because of the drift, yeah. and also because you're jumping around, and it, it's in space, so gravity is wonky, so imagine an L, yeah. and you're on the bottom of the L, and you want to go to the part, like if this is a capital L we're talking about here. Obviously. You're on the horizontal <laughs> part at the bottom, you want to go to the vertical part, but when you go to the vertical part, gravity switches, yeah. so you're now oriented... <laughs> You know, looking a different direction. So up is,
0: is yeah. Not up. So there's there's two different kinds of sick you will get. It is the uh, the thing you are seeing is not matching up with how your eye your your body's experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anything with a roller coaster or what you experience there, jumping onto the different parts of the L, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, that will be disorienting, but it won't necessarily make you sick. Some well, people will get motion sick from that. Yeah. Uh, th- more more or less than likely, the thing is going to be like I said, it's the depth of feel. So if you're using cinematic mode and playing something where. Uh, Moving a stick is moving your view, or jumping, you get a weird sense of vertigo. Uh, that kind of stuff will make you sick. But I, am,
1: I you know what? I think for me the thing was this disorientation. Like, yep. Um, in Job Simulator, uh, which is a really fun game, I really like that one. That's probably my favorite thing that that we tried. Not, not that I really tried too too much, but Job Simulator is pretty cool. Um, the the mode, the rest, the Gourmet Chef one. Yeah. Um, that actually. But well, you did have it set. You, I mean, you've it was mucked it wasn't, with the settings. Yeah, it wasn't so. properly calibrated for, for. No. And that was your fault. Was, yeah, when I was goofing around. You're like, I there. think
0: I'm taller than this. I'm like, uh, it's fine. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to click this button. <laughs> and then Rob played through uh, Gourmet Chef as a seven foot tall. Uh, he played Shaq, yeah. basically. Yeah, basically, if Shaq yeah. was in it. Uh, but either Bakes way.
1: Bakey. Um, wakey, wakey. <laughs> I went and. the The crazy part about the Gourmet Chef.
0: What is the crazy team, part about Gormish? It's
1: it, it it feels. I felt claustrophobic. I felt like I was stuck in this little like four foot by four foot space, and I'm and I'm huge, so I'm sitting here just like, man, I I feel like I'm gonna bump into like a closet, like you know how there's a pantry to your left. I thought I was gonna hit it, um, and I was I was worried about that. So, I mean, that's what was disorienting to me was was that you know. You, You're, you're so like the things that you're seeing aren't physically there, but because
0: you're immersed,
1: they feel like they're about when you have,
0: when you have a VR (laughs) uh, and people come over and you obviously want to show it to them. There's, there's some joy to be derived from like, Hey, if you never tried this before, try this shit. I'm just going to watch you uh, and take my pants off over here. No, uh, (laughs) part of it is seeing how people react to a virtual world, trying to steady themselves on a counter that isn't there. Uh, or if they're, yeah. you know, if they're, if they're knelt down trying to steady themselves and stand up on a table, that just is simply, yeah. that stuff's all fun. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm crazy. concerned.
1: It's just really disorienting. Uh, but it's, but like, that's speaks to the immersion of the game, right? Yeah. If, if you could, if it was. Well, um, they, like
0: you didn't try any horror experiences, but that's exactly it—is the, man, the sense of dread where that. things are up in your yeah. face yeah. Uh, that aren't really there, obviously. Yeah. So you played our Harmonix Music VR, which I feel is for twenty dollars a pretty standard VR experience that has a lot of cool I mean, stuff.
1: It was neat. I liked that yeah. little mode with the uh, the robot guy. And the, yeah. Uh, so there's
0: there's four modes in that. Uh, there's the beach, which is yeah, you listen to music. You can load music onto a flash drive, all your own music, and uh, basically there's a beach which is going to. Have different effects and react to the music you are playing, and you yeah, basically it's like just sit there and take it visualizer. in. Um, the trip mode is exactly that, but a little more psychedelic. Then there's the easel where you can draw and paint and have some fun, uh, and then the dance where you're interacting with these uh, these characters in VR, and you can make them dance and do loops to the beat. Yeah, uh, and it's it's all really cool experience. So that's usually what I start people with. Um, Job Simulator, I feel, yeah, has been around. It released earlier this year with the Vive. Yeah. Uh, and it's just... It's tight. It's a tight VR experience. it's oh, fun. Uh, and very simple. Because basically all you have is the grab mechanic. And that's all it really needs. Yeah. Uh, and the way they uh, use different things in your environment. And all the different things you can do. And if you can think about it, you can kind of do it in that game. Yeah. Uh, is very neat. The free the sandbox they give you is uh, phenomenal in, in Job I, Simulator.
1: I liked the Job Simulator the most out of what I had played. Um, I would really... I really liked the mechanic one. Uh, the mechanic game was actually pretty fun. Yeah, I, I, you were role playing. Oh, dude, you were
0: talking to all the robots. Yeah, it was, was a little my concerning. My name
1: was Vinny. I was a mechanic. Yeah. I
0: didn't and, know your name was Vinny. That was uh, that was a character yeah. choice you made yourself.
1: Yeah, actually, it, it totally was. Uh, there's uh, Charlie, the yeah. taxi but, driver, and the
0: whole thing kind of has a, uh, an air of comedy to it. Uh, not unlike a Valve yeah. game would. Yeah, let's exactly.
1: Say. It, it was a fun experience. I I, I liked it. Um...
0: And Here's, then you played. Uh, you fi- you finished off with the VR Worlds in the yeah, in the yeah. yeah, I played the Luge
1: game too for. A yeah, long oh, that's round right. That's so stuff.
0: yeah, let's talk about that. VR Worlds is a standalone game at fifth. 50- that that thing we just popped in is yeah. 50- it comes with the launch bundle, but it's a fifty dollar game. Wow. And if all the games were things. solid. So be it. But that drift is in every game on that disc. Yeah. Uh, And furthermore, uh, in Until Dawn Rush of Blood, which is also like a second party or first party Sony game, if you want to think of it that way, also experiences that. So Sony's got some work to do on the software side of things. Uh, But yeah, anything you can download off the PSN store, more stuff's being added all the time because as, you know, some early Vive, some early Oculus games are good to go on PSVR. Like compatibility-wise, we're good to go. It's a matter of time before someone cracks the thing and it's compatible on PC with Vive and Oculus games. Uh, and at a certain point, you know, all that stuff was locked down. Oculus had its own store and wasn't allowing you to use the Oculus for Vive games, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's all becoming more open as, as time goes yeah. on. So uh, as far as a headset, you know, is PlayStation VR third place? In many aspects it is, especially considering that Sony is going to have a filter for everything that appears on the PSN that is compatible with their VR headset uh, that could also mean some quality control, but it also means you don't have access to the best part of VR, which, as you mentioned earlier, Rob, is some of the indie stuff and the messed up stuff people are making, like Doom VR and like guys are making Quake in VR, and like it's it's it works Man. and it's perfect and there's head tracking. That stuff's not going to show up on Man. PlayStation. Porn in VR.
1: Uh,
0: I mean, that's on PlayStation, so Already? you're good. Really? Well, so their browser will block porno, right? Uh, but if you load porno onto a flash drive, they oh, yeah. updated their media player. So, so you yeah, are good yeah, to go, good friend. You. Um, uh, there's also um, kids. <laughs> You're good to go,
1: kids. No, there's there's a lot of goofy stuff that that is out on like PC that is indie, um, like different, like the, the fortune teller one. And uh, well, a
0: lot of it is short time experiences too, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing that Sony has to be really careful with is Job Simulator. Yeah. How expensive do you think Job Simulator is? Thirty four
1: ninety nine.
0: 40 bucks You're very close Yeah, yeah. I yeah. could
1: see that uh, I mean it's it's, But it's not like a full uh, It's, see, it's that, that So if
0: you played through All four Job simulator jobs And yeah. you did all the missions there's, there's an overarching story Like you actually It takes two hours To beat each of them To be completely honest with you okay. And it feels like A complete VR experience Where you accomplish something not many games have that, or if they do have that, it's a half-hour experience. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, uh, right?
1: Is you're paying for just, like, a throwaway experience. You're not paying for a story or really But kinda... But it
0: goes back to how long of an experience do you want in VR? Do you want something that is longer than a movie? Like, do you want to be strapped into that thing for that long? Uh, like, people are like, oh, Fallout and Sky... It's like, yeah, that's all great, but how... Like, it's it's intense. Let's put it that way. Playing game in VR is, you're feeling it more. It's as yeah. more of a toll on you as, it's it's hard to describe. Uh, it, everybody it should is, try it out it though. It is
1: more of a, yeah, I would, I would say that everyone should try it just so that they have an idea yeah. as to whether or not they like it. And, you know, for me, my preferred way of gaming is still going to be on a TV with a controller in my yep. hand, but... Hey, I mean, maybe that Nintendo Switch could uh, <laughs> there it is. make me change. So,
0: engage. PlayStation VR gives you, uh, for relatively, you know, if you spend your money properly, uh, when you get this thing. You, you saw in that folder I had, I had a ton of stuff. There's a demo disc that comes with it. Failing that, you can download the demo disc. And PlayStation was very smart in that it's not you're going to the store and downloading three or six different demos. It's all in one. It's in a hub. Uh, so, either you pop in the disc or you download it, but there's, a, like, at least a few dozen demos just in one hub, in one lobby, uh, which is really, really smart uh, of them to do. So there's there's a compliment on the PlayStation VR. Uh, again, in Canada, it's 550 for just the headset. You're going to need the wands for most games. You're going to need the camera. The launch bundle comes with a set of wands and the new camera, which you can see on the top there. Uh, the old PlayStation 4 camera was, of course, the square one. Yeah, this new one, one comes with a stand and is much smaller and easier to use. You know.
1: Well, because of the stand. <laughs>
0: Uh, yes <laughs> so you could buy a separate stand i think yeah. for the first camera or whatever uh and all that stuff is solid uh hooking it up it has a weird little baby playstation it comes with which is a processing box um and you know with the way they announced this stuff and the the, chrono- the chronological order in which it's coming out you came in here today thinking i thought playstation vr only worked on the playstation 4 pro and why wouldn't you think that because what else is the pro for? And that's it turns out said, nothing That's what I asked yeah, you yeah.
1: I was like Well what's the point Of getting a pro then You said well I don't know <laughs> I don't know really. I don't know Unless and you have I'm a 4K like, TV
0: And you don't have already Have a PS4 yeah, like, I don't know
1: the, You're like Oh extra processing power I'm like that's great But what does that mean For me Like mm-hmm. I, as the as a user The end user Yeah As a consumer the final user The, the end f- yeah. user When Incoming I go and, and load yeah. up Skyrim Does it is it better does it is yeah. it look prettier is it faster is it smoother like what what advantage do i have in getting a pro other than some hard drive space and yeah a bigger playstation mm-hmm. and with rounded edges you know you,
0: exactly <laughs> I have nothing more to say. I, on I'm
1: that. just like confused about it, and and I thought that the pro was only exclusive to it, so that's why I was like, I was like, man, this guy must.
0: Have it's a rich man's game.
1: Well, the pro's pro. not out.
0: The pro's not out until right? Remembrance Day. Week. Yeah, no, a yeah. couple weeks. Two couple weeks? weeks still.
1: More, more, three, three? Yeah, dude, Jeez, man, that's crazy.
0: Uh, anyways, PlayStation VR is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, you're playing uh, Mafia these days. I am. Right? I I, I tried
0: some Yoke watch. Finally. Yokai watch. Finally, I think I said I was going to do that. What I'm going to talk about Yokai Watch first because I don't have as much Pokemon to say about Pokemon
1: Killer. That's not it's the Pokemon, Pokemon.
0: Killer. Uh, that's right. This is Nintendo's Pokemon Killer. Uh, the yeah. killing their own dual branch. Yeah. Strategy. Well, Pokemon's not a first party Nintendo. It's like a second party thing. Sure. When you think about it. Uh, so Yokai Watch is almost exactly Pokemon uh, geared. I would say if Pokemon is a ten year old's game, Yokai Watch is a six to seven year old's game. Yeah. A little more simplified. Still has all the reading and stuff you'd expect, but the the story and how it's presented and everything. Uh, is a little bit more for kids. Instead of Pokemon, you are dealing with yokais, which are ghosts. Usually, ghosts, uh, th- you know, that are how do I put this? Based around a certain emotion or cause a certain thing, you know, whether they're mischievous or et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I didn't know much about yoka There's a show. There's an anime, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, going into it, lot. I didn't know much about it, other than you gotta watch, and you collect yokais, and you go around helping people, cause if they're being haunted by yokais, maybe your parents are fighting, that's the first thing you do in the game, is your parents are fighting, cause there's a giant purple blob in the room, uh, so you wanna go collect some yokais, the battle system's really simplified, uh, it comes down to almost some, like, minigame kind of stuff, but there's some strategy there, uh, with how you compose your team, but like I said, it's basically Pokemon light, and I mean really light, uh, so... The writing and stuff like that is on point It's an enjoyable game, fun, colorful All the characters look really cool There's apparently 200 yokais in this first game Uh, I'm interested in playing some more of it But it is a simplified game Uh, And when Pokemon Sun and Moon comes out That's probably just gonna So hopefully I can get through yokai watch by then But neat game Uh, Also a little bit more uh... So take this at at face value Earthbound-esque In its setting and interactions And reminiscent of that um, I'm, I'm going to put that out there. So uh, fans of Earthbound and Pokemon, maybe check out Yokai Watch. Just be aware that it is kitty. If I was going to call it anything. Hmm. Uh, but let's talk about the opposite of a kitty game, and that's Mafia Three. Uh, so Mafia Three he plays Lincoln Clay. Uh, he's come back from the war. He's a he's an orphan. Uh, he was got in with the Black Mob, which is his adoptive family, basically. Uh, he comes back. He's you know he secured a good job. He's just basically coming back to say goodbye to everybody in New Bordeaux, which is their stand-in for New Orleans. Uh, he turns out they're having some problems with the Haitians and having trouble paying up to the Italian mob. He decides, you know what? This mu- this will be my, you know, clean break. We're going to ha- I'm going to help them out one big last score and uh that's it. So they rob uh they rob like a bank basically. Turns out there's some ulterior motives from the people who put them up to it where they wanted to steal some uh uh like money printing plates. There's a double cross. Your the Black Mob gets blown out by the Italian Mob including they leave you for dead shooting you in the skull. Turns out the skull is pretty tough and, uh, can take a bullet. You don't want to shoot somebody right dead in the center of their head. That's what this game taught me. Anyway, uh, so Lincoln Clay survives, uh, he, he recovers, and he's going to take down the entire Italian mob. He has a CIA informant that's gonna kinda help him with some intel. Uh, he's going to reappoint some older, uh, Gang-affiliated people that are on the outs with the Italian mob as his underbosses to help him take over the city, but they are a means to an end. His goal is to kill every last person uh, that ever, ever uh, crossed them. Ever crossed them? Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah! So that's the that's the setup of the game. Uh, the game is set in the late '60s. Yeah. The soundtrack is banging. Uh, as far as an open-world game, it offers more than Mafia 2 but not much more beyond a Ubisoft-esque. Here's all the icons on the map. This is what they mean to you. Do as many or as little as you want to to succeed and move on. And there you go. It's a murder simulator. It's a shooting gallery. Uh, the the thing that separates this game from Grand Theft Auto is it doesn't do satire. The game isn't making fun of the '60s or its mm. setting or its story. Uh, whereas Takes Grand Theft Auto, seriously. yeah, Grand Theft Auto, sixty percent of the time is not taking itself seriously, yeah. and the world that it immerses you in. Is a satirical, a satir- uh, I'd a go, satirical role. I go further world. than
1: sixty percent on GTA. Like GTA Five, I'd say like eighty five percent. That game is satire rare, yep. easily,
0: and I don't like that. I mean, uh, I don't prefer it.
1: Like yeah. look, GTA Four had the perfect balance, I think, for for satire mm-hmm. versus taking itself seriously, while still
0: feeling like a grimy crime yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And GTA Five just went hard on the satire for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Mafia interests me a lot, but. I'm like i I sat here and watched you play it for a little bit, and I'm like, man. For for eighty bucks, like I I want to buy. That's just it. it. But I'm yeah. just like eighty bucks, and like there's I want I want to get that. I want to get XCOM. We got Final Fantasy right around the corner. Yep. Skyrim coming out. Two hundred dollars right there, man. Yep. So you gotta bucks.
0: pick and choose. Uh, I'm really liking Mafia. I th- I think the action... Like, when you move around that game and when you really get the controls down and you learn how stupid the AI is and you can kind of bend them to your will to have fun with them, Yeah. Uh, the game is very enjoyable. I am enjoying playing Mafia 3. I think the characters are really re- really well written. Something I can say about this game I can't say about Grand Theft Auto is... I'm paying attention to the cutscenes yeah. and what the characters are saying. In Grand Theft Auto, I tune that shit well, out.
1: I think it's because the, in Mafia, you got nudie magazines. The that's country. right. That's
0: probably it. That's gotta be it. Yeah. Uh, so the game is actually kind of told in a flashback. There's like a faux documentary at the beginning, and then every time you take over another racket, it cuts back to that documentary. So they're actually... It's, it's set in the early 2000s, and they're telling the story about Lincoln Clay taking down the Italian mob in New Bordeaux. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so you have the characters that presumably survive, uh, basically telling the yeah. story of what happened, including courtroom he, he, he procedurals yeah, and...
1: Lincoln, Lincoln Clay?
0: Yeah, basically. In
1: 1963. He killed everybody. He <laughs> walked in and got shot in the head.
0: The attention to detail in the world is there. Mafia 2 had this too, except there was nothing to yeah. do in the world. Mafia Whoa. 2 boiled down to, we can go into a restaurant and eat hot dogs until the cops show up. That was always fun in that game. Uh, or go shopping for clothes. Something that this game doesn't have, which is kind of strange. Uh Vehicles are cool, uh, you get a bunch of different abilities from your underbosses that make traversing the open world easier, there is no fast travel, but you never feel that driving is is too far, only when you have to go to the bayou and back, uh, do you feel like you're, you're put out.
1: One of the things that was really neat about, um, about what I've read of the game is that it's reflective of the era in, in where, like, the areas, like you were telling me before, where you can Mm. go and, 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 uh. You can go into a poor neighborhood and no one cares when you're, like, you know, beating people <laughs> up. Punching people. Yeah, <laughs> but then you walk into a rich neighborhood and as soon as you so, start lurking around the corner, people start freaking out. When people saw the
0: first trailer for this game and uh, one of the, the things they put out there was that, like, they're not going to shy away from racism. It's going to be yeah. set in its time and you're going to be dealing with, the, like, Dixie Mob and the KKK and mm-hmm. playing as a presumably half-black character. He, he doesn't really know who his father is. It's, a mm-hmm. it's, uh, theorized at the beginning of the game that his dad was like an a, Italian or something sure. so like he he could be a made man you have to be Italian right you have to be like you can trace your family back to Italy to become a made man yeah, or something
1: uh, why, are Rob, why are you asking me Rob why are you asking me sorry
0: for asking Rob Brambilla if he knows uh, <laughs> how, how do you become a made man yeah
1: well
0: you know uh, so anyways uh, so they, they you know they're pretty blunt about it. You yeah. will be walking down the street in a good neighborhood, and so and people are going to be exactly constantly.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, and yes, you can reciprocate with violence, but the point is, it makes you feel uncomfortable about it. It's not doing that, like I said, GTA satire thing where
1: yeah, you just punch someone in the head and walk away and laugh, right? Uh,
0: exactly. This game makes you kind of internalize it, and and especially when you're dealing with different characters in the game. Uh, how they view you, how you're treated for a lot of the game before you kind of start taking power, uh, is actually handled pretty well, Pretty well, surprisingly, uh, when you consider it, how much they could have botched it. Uh, yeah. I, I feel in the game that it immerses you in an uncomfortable way rather than being, hey, we can get away with it, so we're going to do it. Uh, and that's where that's the game important. feels... That's yeah, super important. That is very actually. important for any video game. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, look at something like... Um... Okay, like South Park is is the complete opposite end of the spectrum, right? Where it's sure. like we're going to put things into our our game because to elicit a response, yeah to, yeah, to just make you laugh or to or to annoy you. Uh, but there's an angle there, like something yeah. like that. But in really, this game, if
0: you're in a better neighborhood and you go into a restaurant, the owner will come out from behind the counter and he's going to get in your face and ask you to leave. He'll he'll straight up tell you no colors allowed, and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, my oh. God. and that's yeah. messed
1: up. Like, I mean, obviously you and I being uh, white white men in the, in the pasty 2000s. and also not living in 1960 yeah in the yeah. 2000s here we're we're pretty comfortable as far as as life goes but there's people who even still today obviously have uh those types of issues um yeah. with with you're not
0: expecting a video an open world video game to be like i'm gonna walk into this building and they allow you to walk into the building but then the way the ai characters yeah. react to you it's very it's it's very yeah. neat well, it's what they've accomplished is very neat yeah and that's cool because it
1: like you said uh, well going back to like immersion being important mm-hmm. um It changes your mindset as the player. Yep. Of course, if you're allowing yourself to be immersed in it. Well, it
0: it builds a richer world. Like, my my comparison for this game, and it's not just because of the licensed soundtrack, but Vice City is the best comparison I can put you, where you almost start to memorize the map. The map's not so big that you don't know your way around, Mm -hmm. Uh, and... You know, the way they uh, they do the GPS, you know, it's on your map and it shows you the line of where you're supposed to go to, yeah. but if you're just looking at the street, it pops up street signs that tell you to go straight or take a right, <laughs>
2: uh,
0: et etc. et cetera. You have a pretty good selection of guns in this game. Like I said, it is a shooting gallery. The shooting is really straightforward and violent. Uh, you're knifing people in the head constantly. You're choking them out. You're punching people in the face. It
1: sounds like my Saturday afternoon. Absolutely.
0: So. Uh, th- I- I'm really enjoying the game. I think Mafia 3 I'm, scratches an yeah. itch, but it does nothing to, f- to further the open world genre. Uh, so, know what you're getting into with that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm really enjoying it.
1: I'm, I want to play it a lot, but I just don't want to buy it. So, we'll see yeah. what happens in the future, if it drops in price. Or, so, or if there's,
0: two, there's two there's two open down. world games that came out this year that I was interested in playing. Mm-hmm. One, I got more and more hyped for before it came out. And one, I couldn't be less hyped for now. And it's Watch Dogs 2. Watch Dogs yeah. 2, and I'm going back to that satire thing. They're looking like they're going 100% satire and it none nothing is taken seriously in that game based on what the gameplay and stuff I've seen of it,
1: Man.
0: and that's really disappointing.
1: I mean, because if
0: you made a game like Watchdogs and took it a hundred percent seriously, down to every every character being believable, and you doing some heinous, like terroristic stuff with with the computers, that could be re- terroristic. Uh, that could be a really cool. Uh, Get ga- immersive oh, game. Man. The first Watch Dogs like r- was skirting the line. You're like, good proof of concept. I hope they go even darker with it. And they went the complete opposite direction. Oh, yeah, it's
1: kind of goofy now. Were the guys
0: wearing the Kanye West glasses that have the screens on them and yeah. telling you? Uh, we're, those we're are in called, the studded. They're called shutter shades. Sorry, wearing the studded uh, leather jacket and and being yeah. like, let's like take down Spoilers. the PlayStation Network. It like, is, who cares, Kanye
1: West? Oh shit! Uh, My bad. Actually, you know what? First of all, I thought you were talking about Sleeping Dogs. No. R.I.P. Sleeping Dogs is amazing. Sleeping and R.I.P. Because those yeah. guys just got shut Studio, down. So. R.I.P. Rough. Uh, anyways, so Watch Dogs 1 was, I think the coolest part about it for me was the ending. Yep. Um, that was the part that had the most impact on me as a, as a player. Because at the end of the game, you have to make a decision that is an uncomfortable one to make uh, if you're invested in it. And, you know... However, how you handle that decision is up to you as the player, but uh, uh, it kind of disappoints me to hear so, that they're going in this direction where it's hard. hard so, to
0: Mafia's got a cool me. mechanic that I didn't even talk about where your underbosses will get jealous of one another and start to demand things or expect a certain thing from you. Mm-hmm. So, you got three guys, two guys, and a girl with you uh, Cassandra, Vito, and uh, Burke. I forget. Dan, what's his first name? Something Burke. Anyway, he's the uh, Irish guy. Basically, as you assign areas of the city to them, uh, there's a cutscene where you guys all meet up in a like a plantation in the bayou, and you know if you're not if you're not giving someone land or rackets to take over, they'll let you know about it. And eventually, I believe in that game, if you ignore someone enough, they become an enemy to you, and you actually have to go take care of them. Uh, and Lincoln Clay makes it very clear that these people are not his friends; they are a means to an end. He can't run the city and kill the mob at the same time. These are people he can somewhat trust. To keep things going and, and kicking back money to him. Because taking down the mob, as you said, it's going to be an expensive endeavor. Yeah. Those multiple cocktails yeah. don't come cheap, bro. Um, so if you look at something, like you just said, that decision at the end of Watch Dogs. You look at Grand Theft Auto 4, which tracks your relationship with two characters. And that decides on who gets murdered at the end. Be it your cousin Roman or your love interest. Uh, Patrick's sister. I forget her name. Um, I can't remember. So there's that. And then Grand Theft Auto 5 tries to have that same thing. Whereas Franklin, you need to... Spoilers, I guess, for Grand Theft 5. You have to decide if you kill Michael or Trevor, or you let them in on what's being told to you, and you go kill the FBI informant yeah, or whatever the hell. Yeah. Uh, but you don't care, because Michael and Trevor are both terrible characters, in my opinion.
1: I mean, I saved them both. I so liked, did I, I because liked, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I liked them as... Like, as a story, I liked GTA 5, but...
0: Michael and Trevor are characters that perfectly fit that, that, that game... Franklin was my favorite character in that game because he felt most like a GTA protagonist, going from rags to riches, and being just kind of a normal guy. Michael and Trevor were unbelievable characters well, were like, in an unbelievable story. Yeah,
1: like a, like super like turning the dial up to eleven for both of them, right? Yeah. Um,
0: Could you more not speak into the microphone?
1: Sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah. So so yeah, I, I feel like um, for sure, you know, that they that. Michael and and uh, Trevor are are definitely like they're they're kind of throwaway characters in a Absolutely. way, right? They they have, obviously they have a personality, but it's weak. Like like Michael's personality. Oh, you know he's like a former bank robber. Yeah, who, like he has who's some in, like witness parts. protection, has a yeah, wife and kids
0: that are terrible and hate him, but yeah. he's the most unidentifiable character. Like yeah. who who's like oh Michael really speaks to me? No. Right, <laughs> or Trevor. It's like well, I, like ooh, Trevor ooh. speaks to you because you're yeah. crazy,
1: it's a real killer or something, dude. Like, yeah. it's it, I don't know. I, I couldn't really. I liked. I thought it was a fine enough game. It's like a summer blockbuster, right? Sure. It's not you. You don't. You're not playing it for the deep, immersive story. You're playing it for the gameplay, for the shooting gallery, for the goofy kind of stuff. I guess. I mean, some, everyone has a different take on it, but
0: this kind of started like I'd say Red Dead Redemption One was Rockstar's start of I don't know like I don't know if GTA 4 was such a success that they started to get such big heads but the writing in Red Dead Redemption started to feel like they are very full of themselves and they think every line of dialogue they put in this thing is super important and they think their satire of the early like America in the cowboy in days reflects now and they really want to get that across and at the cost of a coherent story that moves there's parts of that game where you're like is this the end of the game because it feels like it should be when you kill that guy on the mountain there when it when it like part of his old crew or whatever and then you have to kill another guy and then you go back to living on the farm with your son and teaching him how to do farming stuff and then the finale of that game happens in red dead redemption and you're like what the hell kind of story structure is this This... i've never
1: finished red dead redemption i got tired of it I'm like partway through the game i was like man
0: Grand Theft Auto V felt oh that same that, way, yeah. where you're like, where is this going? What To what end is any yeah. of this uh, that other games didn't have? Mafia Three feels like it's driving somewhere. You have a clear set of goals. If you get bored at completing those goals before the end, that's on you. But at least you know it's leading somewhere, and it feels like it's building. Grand Theft Auto V had none of that. Uh, so I, I'm giving the accolade to Mafia Three for making an immersive world, taking its story and character seriously, uh, and... That's going to go way further uh, than, than what Watch Dogs 2 is going to do later this year. So, um, I yeah. hear you. I hear yeah. you. And I think that's enough ranting about uh, open world games. But, uh, we, we, you know, like I said, not a lot of news to talk about this week. But but really poignant, uh, important news. Things we've been waiting to be revealed for a long time. Before we get to the news, Rob, let's talk about the video games coming out. Because this, uh, this next Tuesday here is actually one of the biggest release dates. Hit me with it. Uh, not not like the as far as quality is concerned but uh as far as quantity is concerned All right, let's hear it. Uh, so just recently uh before this weekend started and of course here we are recording on a sunday morning which is the best time to play vr sunday morning first thing yeah wake up smoke yeah, the mad, so. biggest bowl of weed you can no yeah. uh and then just get down to it get down to business anyway let's talk about video games battlefield one Doing very well for itself, reviewing 9 out of 10 on average on Metacritic, uh, which is a long... It's come a long way, because if you remember Battlefield 4, people were firing guns at each other and they weren't hitting anything. So this is very nice. Yeah, Battlefield Uh, 4 got pooped on. Before uh, Q4 rolled around, I put Battlefield 1 as the FPS experience of this year, Titanfall 2 beyond that, and then COD in a distant third. Um, COD seems desperate. Activision's doing that thing. Uh, where now suddenly zombies is in this game? This is the year that would have skipped zombies. Uh, this is the first time Infinity Ward has put zombies in their game. That campaign, I'm sure, is going to be a solid action experience. I mean, but
1: they're, they're enlisting a whole bunch of celebrities, from UFC fighters to Game of Thrones yeah. guy.
0: So Activision is going to Activision. They're throwing money around to yeah. make this a success instead yeah. of just giving people what they want. Which EA is now cornered. They have a futuristic with, uh, you know, shooter with all that comes with that in Titanfall, which is coming out this Tuesday. Yep. And then they just released the war shooter in, uh, World War One war shooter, mind you, taking some liberties, of course, with a- accuracy. I mean, uh, yeah. but you have 64 player bouts, multiplayer bouts, Battlefield 1. People are having a yeah. great time with this game. It looks fantastic. It plays fantastic. Good for UEA delivering, you know, going back to the well, so yeah. to speak, and delivering a, uh, yeah. A great Battlefield Maybe game. you guys won't get that poop
1: award or whatever it's called this time. Yeah, the, po-
0: the poop award. Yeah, The, one for the world's being... worst poop award. The
1: one for being that worst company or whatever. That's to is. work for it or whatever the hell, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk more about Battlefield 1 later in the ATC, but for now let's talk about the 25th, which is this Tuesday, Corpse Party coming to the 3DS, Batman Telltale Series Episode 3 is out, Dragon Ball Universe 2, uh, Exiles End is coming out, Just Dance 2017, World of Final Fantasy, which is that weird chivvy Final Fantasy game. Did you say shitty or chibi? Pick one. <laughs> Choose one. Well, all right. Choose and go. Um, what else do we got? At the end of the week, of course, uh, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim. Yeah.
1: HD remaster.
0: This is kind of strange. Uh, Wikipedia has been messing up. Right now it shows Titanfall 2 as a Friday release, uh, which I guess is True. I thought it was Tuesday, but they might be dropping it the week after. So you that's... know what's
1: weird? I was in the States when Gears of War 4 Ultimate Edition came out, mm-hmm. and uh, you could buy it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do these guys? But then that night, I kept seeing ads on TV saying like, oh, uh, you know, it's not out until the next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, these guys just break street date? Nope. But the Ultimate Edition was out a, on a, like Friday. a week before yep. or a few days before.
0: I, I reiterate, let's get back to that in the ATC, because i I got to talk about what they're doing with oh, that yeah. shit uh and then uh, of course skyrim special edition are you interested in getting skyrim special edition or you, have you had your fill of sky
1: i could not give less of a shit you don't want to
0: recreate this. that nope. time when you were looking at those fish in that stream that giant came up behind you and just fucked you in your ass and like I skyrocketed <laughs> I, my favorite rob I story into team staring at these fish in the stream for like five fucking minutes right and suddenly this giant comes up behind me
1: uh <laughs> Why do I sound like fucking Vinny from Sopranos or
0: Vinny from uh, Auto Mechanic? Yeah, from, man, uh, in the life. jobs. Uh, and okay, I'm gonna a
1: little gasket in the Potato Master 3000. Okay, let's go.
0: And Hitman concludes with a Hokkaido, Japan level uh, on Halloween. They're putting it out on, on Monday. So concludes. Concludes. That's the fifth fifth map. The it's fifth, not. It's not like the game the is fifth done. Fifth man. Fifth man. Hit. Hit. Fifth man. Uh, And there's a bunch more games coming out after that. But that's this next week. So that's exciting. Uh, I I will play Skyrim again, I think. You know
1: what game I will absolutely not purchase under any circumstance in that list of titles you told me is... Is it Dragon
0: Ball Xenoverse 2?
1: Absolutely. Go back to two years ago. Uh Turn-based attack, episode
0: whatever. We were talking about how it wasn't working.
1: and Dragon Ball Xenoverse 1 came out and it was a piece of hot garbage. (laughs) Anybody who likes Dragon Ball Xenoverse... You're fucking lying to yourself. That game sucks.
0: At a certain point in this podcast, the swear uh, the swear switch got thrown, and we're just rolling with it. I'm, I hate that game. But I heard. Roommate, I heard. Once roommate, you were playing that game, it my was my roommate loves that game. Well, I heard the game is pretty cool. No,
1: it's the same thing over and over and over and but over and over again. Every video game, that it's basically just a 3D ripoff of like any 2D fighter that you could think of. It it's not good, man. There's no like uh, and and maybe it's just cuz that's what Dragon Ball Z is, but there's so many better a
0: 3D rip off of a 2D
1: fighter. No, it's like <laughs> I mean, the gameplay is stagnant because there's nothing to do other than just like combo energy blast, combo energy blast. I'm like, "Okay, dude, this is called Street Fighter, but you can just fly in and destructible somewhat destructible environments in this." That's great. But it, like, that's pretty much what Dragon Ball Z was, I guess, right? It was a just some guys fighting, and then they charged mm-hmm. up a special move and shot it at each other. Are you trying to say that Dragon Ball is overrated, Rob? I mean, there's some Dragon Ball games that I really liked. They were around the time of the Game Boy Advance, Nintendo DS era. The RPG ones were pretty good.
0: Dragon Ball is really funny, because conceptually, it boils down to either you make an RPG. Yep. And however you want to handle fighting is fine.
1: Sure.
0: Or you make an action fighting game. And they've nailed it a few times. And then... So, Budokai. I played the hell out of Budokai in, like, high school. Just I mean, a head-to-head fighter. You had a roster of, you know, tens of Dragon Ball characters. And you just you just beat the crap out of each other. Sure. Fine. Good. Then what more could you ask for?
1: Well, no, and then you start trying to add to that. And it's like, man, we've already been down this road, like, 12 times. Like, I've yeah. played Budokai... One through three, I played Budokai Tenkaichi. What the hell is that anyway? Dragon Ball Z Bursting or some Sparking? I don't know what it's called anymore. You got like forty-six Dragon Ball Z games. Forty of them are fighters, and they're all garbage. <laughs> Fuck.
0: So there you go. Those games, man, they're yeah. just a nightmare. Yeah. I, so I think Dragon Ball or, or the people who are making the Dragon Ball games, go like right to it's help. the same thing as the Naruto games because there's a attention to detail, and they look they're evoking. An anime style in a cool way. I feel that Xenoverse... And I didn't play it personally. But... Are they thinking that the Dragon Ball universe... Is more interesting than it is?
1: I guess. And then... And so... Well, what I
0: mean by that is like... They want to... They want to... Open it to more than just fighting. They want you to be in cities... And interacting with characters. Sort of. And but
1: it's so... Throw... Like the way that they do that... Is very throwaway in Xenoverse 1. Because you have like a hub... Where you... You're, you move your character around... Slowly... And you go, <laughs> and, and I mean slowly, yeah. you go from section to section in this hub with loading screens and all, and you go to a section, oh, here's some cosmetic items for your character you can equip. Oh, here's some, uh, you know, outfits or, or uh, moves you can buy that you didn't have before, whatever. And you end up, you know, being, being stronger or having new moves or new items, whatever. But it, it, aside from that, there's no other thing to make you invested in the setting the story is essentially just that trunks finds you in like an alternate timeline where like things don't work properly and he's gonna he or something glitches out because some other time time hoppers are like causing trouble on the timeline and you show up because of it and he's like all right i'm gonna take you with me you are gonna join the time police
0: so the whole thing here is it's a retelling of mostly yeah. dragon ball z stories it's like
1: it's like it's like if every pivotal point in the Dragon Ball universe involved you, ha- yeah, involved yeah. your created character. Yeah. That's and my understanding. Or, and it. or was a what if scenario. Well, that's why it's
0: Xenoverse, right? It's right. supposed to be its own universe. Yeah, and where it's, it's starring you. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and cannot stand Dragon Ball anymore. Tired of it. I I'd, want
0: a open world adventure game based on Dragon Ball. Sure. not Z, I would. Where like you play as Bulma open, and yeah. Goku and the pig, I would like and an you
1: open world go world around collecting game. Dragon Balls. Don't forget about the cat. Krillin!
0: Uh, okay. I, I just, I, you know, I didn't mean to trigger you, bro. Uh, bro. I can't. I can't.
1: <laughs> I can't. No more Dragon Ball talk.
0: So early, early this week, uh, Rockstar tweeted a no. red, a red screen with their logo. Yep. Uh, which led to people speculating wildly that we would soon learn about the worst kept secret in the video game industry. Here it a is. A sequel voice, to Red Dead Redemption.
1: A sequel to- or prequel
0: one of the two. Uh, the next the next day they showed the silhouettes of characters uh, and yeah. it was very clear that we're going cowboys What's and it's the not the game
1: that people thought it was going to be.
0: <laughs> but people were like, you know, everybody's going to make because their they jokes. Had
1: another red
0: No, it was it was a paddle for a ping pong. Oh yeah, 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 ping pong. Ping pong yeah. 2, baby. Table
1: tennis, yeah. Which That'd Rockstar made on a dare. Rockstar table tennis uh, launch title and Xbox then, 360.
0: Uh Thursday rolls around and they say Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer drop in 11 a.m. Before that, let's do this chronologically and talk about the Nintendo Switch because they just pooped on it, just stole their thunder so hard. Uh, so, Nintendo Switch uh, is what the Nintendo NX has been this whole time. Nintendo dropped a trailer for Breath of the Wild, which I still feel looks like. Listen, I don't want to take anyone's Zelda hype away, I don't want to be that guy. Uh, but as someone who has spent, has spent a good 45 minutes playing the early parts of that game. Uh, not, on for, a, not on a Nintendo Nintendo. No, name. on a Wii U, not to be a, fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't use the tablet at all. So that was your first, th- that was a positive clue that, thank friggin' God, whatever's coming out next doesn't have touch or motion. And we're right. <clears throat> no, we're right. There's There'll no touch something. or motion.
1: There'll be something, though. There'll be that paddle interaction.
0: Yeah, for sure, I'm sure. I uh, already
1: showed it. It's uh, it's chic. It's like her... It's like in the chic logo. I know. And it's like the paddle. Yeah. I'm like,
0: what? Yeah. Why is that there? Well, because it looks like the Wii U pad and the Nintendo yeah. pad. It doesn't Nintendo need pad. to
1: be there, though. That's my... No.
0: It's dumb. Yeah, uh, anyway, go on. So, if you liked things that you've seen in open world games for the past ten years from Ubisoft and Bethesda and whatever, and now you want to see those things... Chopped up and put into a Zelda game Breath of the Wild Is for you <laughs> uh, You will climb towers and activate them So you can see collectibles on the map Wee. You will yeah. So again If you're a Nintendo fanboy And you don't play a lot of things outside of Nintendo All this will seem awesome and And big and You've never seen a Zelda game like this I mean, If you play a lot of video games right? This will be a Zelda paint job On top of a Every other open world game you've played. Yeah,
1: there's some other little little things that are neat. Like there's a uh, item crafting um, that's new to the series. Sure. There's the temperature. New
0: thing. to the series, but not yeah. new to vi- no, open no, world no. video games. By that's no what means. I'm trying to say. Is
1: it, is it new? But it, but everything's been done before, right? So mm-hmm. it's taking an idea that exists and taking that idea a step further. Hopefully. You know what it
0: hasn't been done before? Uh, a world that resets every three days that has a billion side quests to do.
1: Do you know what was the sixth Fla-
0: game? Uh, sh- f- you know sailing around on a ship island to island those are new ideas those are those are things that hadn't been done in a series before or other games before
1: uh the the game or not as widely done okay let's be real for a minute here wind waker basically just got its idea off kevin costner Waterworld.
0: basically yeah link's drinking his own piss just saying yeah women are taking their clothes off on his ship so he doesn't Kill so them and throw them to the on, sea. on children's backs Yeah, yeah that's stuff, right. Yeah. It's messed up. Whatever. Dennis Hopper's there. Yeah, he has got one <laughs> eye. he has got an eye patch, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Switch. So, what is it? It is a dock with a tablet. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. It connects to your TV, too,
0: though. It is, uh, for- first and foremost, a home console, Nintendo says. Uh, it's going to be able to plug into HDMI. Hardware-wise, it doesn't look like it's going to be up to snuff to the PS4 and the Xbox One, but that's it's never nice. Nintendo's M.O. Yep. Uh, And I'm going to talk a little more about that. Uh, What they showed in the trailer is mostly adults playing this thing. Uh, Its gimmick (laughs) is that this tablet will have two controllers that will slap... Joy-Cons, they're calling them, that will slap on either side of this thing to be a controller. And then you can take the tablet with you. All the processing power and guts of the console are in the tablet. The cradle is just that. It is the thing that charges the tablet and puts it onto your TV... The idea is you can take this thing with you and it becomes a home console that is portable it's a, it's yeah. a hybrid so if you um,
1: really need to take a, take a shit
0: or go smoke or, or something yeah or whatever you take a game take with it, you
1: take it with yep.
0: you which was the dream of the Wii U but it never worked because the, yep. the range wasn't good enough yep. right now they're putting the guts in the tablet it takes game cards game cards are back so we can uh, celebrate that Woo-hoo! a flash cart is going to hold these games as well as a disc can and also load load times think yeah. about it how much shot. faster our load times is going to be on a flash cart versus a disc. Uh, and how, how the memory will work to hold, to hold that data. I'm excited for that. That's cool. Uh, I'm also excited for the fact that these things click on, meaning that future games will probably have different Joy-Cons. So you're playing a game that has its own Joy-Con that slaps on the con- side of the controller. Custom made for that game. That's a cool thing to think about. Yeah. The Pro Controller is Real showing. Real
1: big fishing six. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like uh there's a Pro Controller that looks like the best Pro Controller Nintendo has put out since the GameCube controller. Let's be honest here. GameCube uh, controller
1: is kind of a piece of garbage. It's a piece
0: of garbage, but it's better than yeah. everything they released since yeah. then. True. Uh, th- when the GameCube controller is the example of a good controller, you have been... You messed <laughs> up the last decade of controllers, yeah. Nintendo. Uh,
1: what do you mean, C- the C-stick? Yeah,
0: the buttons are bigger, they lowered the one analog stick, they did write by the Pro Controller. Fine. Good. All good. Uh... Another thing, these things can be detached and used kind of like a sideways Wiimote, so you can play multiplayer games in the back of your van while your buddy drives you to Fargo. I don't know what the hell. Uh, you, you know, if you're, you're, you're playing a party game and you see that your friends are hanging out on an adjacent rooftop and they're calling you over, you don't need to pause your game or turn it off and be social with your friends. You take your game with you, and then everybody on that rooftop can enjoy an 8-inch screen of action. Uh, and I think this is an awesome antithesis to Sony, where they're like, 4K. You're never gonna. You've never seen this many Ps on a bigger TV. You've never seen this resolution before. And Nintendo's like, you will never have played games on a smaller screen before. I like the dichotomy of that. That I mean, they are two companies moving in completely separate di- directions as far as the future I mean, of
1: gaming. Eight inches of action
0: is the name of this episode for sure. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I just think that the Wii and the NX. And the Wii U and Switch, whatever you're gonna call it, man. It's just like Nintendo. Like, just stop trying to do crazy things with hardware. And yeah. Just, just deliver a good, rock solid first party experience. They showed a new Mario game in the trailer, very briefly. Presumably. Yeah. Yeah. People
0: are theorizing that it's using Sonic assets, and I'd be like, that would be. So get Sega involved. Let Nintendo do both games. But do a Mario with Sonic assets and a Sonic with Mario assets and let's just get crazy. That would be too
1: crazy, man. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. That's a cost streams. You can't do that. Total proton or whatever. <laughs> it's just man. Smash
0: Brothers at that point, right? Yeah, basically uh, dogs and cats living together. Yeah, no, uh, it's just
1: you know, I'm like, I'm over Nintendo. Um, I've been over them for a long time. Though. So it's
0: niche, and this brings me to the thing they showed in the trailer, which was third-party games. Yeah, dude, when the Wii U launched, it launched with six to eight month old third-party games, the worst versions of these games easily. Arkham City on the Wii U is the worst version of that game. Mass Effect Three on the Wii U is the worst version oh, of I that game. Dark sure, whatever. Listen, Skyrim, they're showing Skyrim on this thing. Skyrim isn't even the most recent two Bethesda games. By the time this thing comes out, Fallout 4 and Dishonored 2 will be the the top, the most recent two AAA Bethesda games. Even if this is Skyrim Special Edition, it's going to be the worst version of Skyrim Special Edition. I'm telling you that right now based on the hardware requirements of that game. It's coming out this Friday on PS4 and Xbox One. That's going to look pretty good. It's going to look even better on PC. You're going to tell me that in March that the Switch version of this game will even be relevant. They're showing NBA 2K17, which will have been out for seven months when this console hits, if that game is on this console. How long do you think your third-party support is going to last other than ports? Like they have From Software listed. Okay, so are you getting Dark Souls 3 on the Nintendo Switch? Is it going to be the worst-looking version of Dark Souls 3? Released... A year after the original game came out? That's unacceptable. What are you doing? Well... It pisses me off. It's a waste of time, and it pisses me off. Nintendo, stop spending money on doing these ports. Either hire from software to do a game just for Nintendo. That's what GameCube was about. Capcom, let's release the next three Resident Evil games exclusively on our console. Boom. Guess what? What did you get out of that? You got Resident Evil 4 which changed how that series was viewed for, for year, made that Put that series on the map. Before that, it was an uncontrollable mess that people had some affinity for because I mean, they played it when they were 8 years old and they thought not, it was cool. That's
1: not forget about Resident Evil 0. The train Resident Evil.
0: Yeah, with the, the 12-year-old cop trying to escort a ex-con.
1: Yeah, <laughs> tattoo guy. Uh,
0: the one that, yeah, exactly. Uh, th- that was the last generation where they tried to compete With the other two consoles Hmm. on their level. You are no longer... Since the Wii, that is clearly not something that you hold as a priority. So when the Wii U came out, when the Wii came out, when now this is coming out, your hardware is not going to keep up. By the time your console is out, it's outdated. So, what do you do? You just
1: work on first party, man.
0: Stop flirting with third party stuff. It's a waste of time. I get so upset when people are like, oh man, Skyrim on Nintendo? Yeah. Skyrim's a fi- came out in 2011, dude. And the Special Edition will have come out six months before this console is out. Stop it. That's not a selling point of that game. The, this console. The, the selling point is launch with a Mario. Launch with some kind of compatibility with your Wii U and 3DS stuff. Because it's not taking the physical media, obviously. There's no disk drive on this thing. There's no 3DS drive on this thing. Is there going to be an add-on? Are you going to be able to plug in a disk drive? Are you going to be able to plug in a Super Game Boy to play your 3DS games? That would be really neat. That's an awesome selling feature of this console, for sure, if that's where they're going with it. Uh, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic on the fact that it's using a controller for most of the games they showed. I like that. I like my games to use a controller, not a bunch of bullshit gimmicks. Um, So we'll see, man. But that third-party stuff always drives me up a wall when, when Nintendo fans are like, Finally, I can, six years later... Play Skyrim on a Nintendo console. It's like, shut up. That's not why you're buying the console. If it is, you're an idiot.
1: That uh, six years ago. Yeah. That's messed up.
0: That it was that long ago?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
0: what happened? What happened to us? We're getting so old. Uh, anyway, I, I got really uh really got heated there. That.
1: I mean, really, the, the Switch will have banging first party titles for sure it, it, and that's that's nintendo it, in a nutshell listen what, what's the best fantastic. what
0: is the best selling feature of a nintendo console it has nintendo games yep that's the beginning and end of why you buy a nintendo console because those games are on average like you said eight eights to nines yeah. absolutely
1: unless it's like Wii sports resort mm.
0: and uips you'll like splatoon uh pikmin these these well pikmin's not By any stretch of imagination, a new IP. No, but but stuff like that, uh, Nintendo does really well, and other other companies. Look at Sony's first party offerings. Other than Uncharted, I maintain that's and and Ratchet and Clank. I maintain that Sony's first party stuff sucks. It's bad.
1: Uncharted, Ratchet. What else do they have?
0: (laughs) I rest my case. They used to have Spyro. (laughs) Last Guardian. Are you excited for Last Guardian? Are we just being uh, The most pessimistic Podcast of all time
1: I don't even care About Last Guardian dude That They lost me Like the hype train Just lost Steam Like Three years ago
0: Well it's that And like They have a One out of two Track record Right It doesn't make any sense Ico Has not aged well It was an awesome game Conceptually when it came out Shadow of the Colossus Was also a great game When it came out
1: I love Shadow of the Colossus. That was unique. I never want
0: to go back and play it because I fear that the shortcomings of that game that I can remember will actually make it not replayable. The first time that I played Shadow of the Colossus, it blew my mind.
1: I was just like, "What do you mean there aren't enemies except for these bosses? Like that's crazy." Uh, And and it just it just messed with what. It it totally changed how I thought of games of an adventure game of storytelling. Yeah, because I was used to playing Zelda, where you walk around and you know skeletons will spawn or zombies or whatever other creatures, right? Yep. Um, And this is just a complete departure from that as far as enemies go. But um, there you go. (laughs) I don't know, man. I I I I don't care about Last Guardian. I, I if it, I hope it comes out and it like everyone's like, it's a 10 out of 10, you have yeah. to play this game,
0: it's amazing. Gran Turismo has been eclipsed. Forza is a better series than Gran Turismo, easily, and they've split it into two. You have your Forza Motorsport for the sim racers, and you have Forza Horizon for your ar- arcade racing. Microsoft's leading in that, easily. I mean, First person shooters. Killzone is a joke. Oh yeah, that's it, the other idea. Killzone was never anywhere close to being a Halo killer, and they, like... Dude, I have completed every Killzone game that has come out I played Some Shadow for Fall. some reason.
1: Remember when Shadowfall, I played Shadowfall
0: on uh, launch? Microsoft's got Gears, and it's got Halo. It's got third-person shooting and first-person shooting. The most recent Halo games suck as far as I'm concerned, but that's not the point. It's still better than Killzone. It's still snappier than Killzone. Uh, whatever. Uh, You know, not to make this a battle of the first parties, but the thing Sony has is its popularity and its ability to more easily secure Japanese exclusives and exclusive developers. That's what Sony has, that's why it's popular, and they went into this generation being for the gamers. Microsoft screwed that up. Otherwise, and the sales are proving it right now, they're about equal right now. Nintendo fits in, like we have already said, as a complete niche to this, going forward, what the hell? Like what's coming out next year Nintendo could absolutely take a huge chunk out in 2017 based on what we know for first party stuff I mean, for Xbox we'll and PS4
1: we'll see we'll see I mean we're getting Tomb Raider finally
0: it's already up and it's Raider. the 20th anniversary edition so Tomb that's Raider. a great game we got Tomb Raider yeah. finally but that goes to show that Xbox is more willing to play ball like like Sony got Street Fighter 5 okay
1: But it. That's cool.
0: But the identity of that game does not lie with Sony. It's like if that's the console it's on, I guess that's the console people are going to be playing it on. But I don't really associate Street Fighter with Sony yet. I don't associate Tomb Raider with Xbox now. That's not going to happen. In
1: my head, I I I, like the way I look at it is when you get in bed with Capcom, (laughs) that's like Russian roulette, man. Yeah. And, And instead of it being one one bullet in the chamber. It's five bullets in the chamber and one empty chamber, okay? It's, <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's like There's Russian roulette and everyone's
1: losing except for one person. Yeah.
0: Ugh. God, I... Anyway. So, to sum up, third-party games are always going to be best on Sony and Microsoft for consoles. For or now. PC. Not always for the now. case, though, because sometimes PC is utterly broken. Well, PC and first doesn't have first-party. First-party so. stuff, as far as quantity and quality, Nintendo's the way to go. Unless you don't like those characters, then just uh, don't play video games, I guess, at a certain point. Yeah, just, just
1: uh, go cry. Play Civilization Six.
0: Yeah, there just you go. Live your life. Hang out as Gandhi. Uh, so after the Nintendo Switch hit and finally everybody could relax and be like, we know what the NX is. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 had its trailer, which was more or less kind of a solemn showing the environments and the graphics. Obviously, it looks like Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, look looking like GTA Five. Like It's like an upgrade to the graphics. They are pushing an online mode right from the get-go here that... Uh, you know, I, I think the idea here is you're going to be able to do seven-person heists with your posse of cowboys. And if that appeals... Like, if you want a cowboy MMO, this is going to be pretty damn close. Uh, and then the single-player stuff, we'll see. Setting it as a prequel and calling it Red Dead Redemption 2 is pretty dumb. Uh, especially when people are looking through the website and seeing that there are a bunch of alternate titles for this game buried in the netcode. Uh, including Red Dead Retribution, Revenge, etc., cetera, etc. Things that make more sense as a prequel game. Uh, but you need that brand recognition. It's not like this game. Like Red Dead Redemption is already Red Dead Two. Yeah. Even Red Dead Two is a better name than Red Dead Redemption Two.
1: Yeah. Huh. Why do you? Why would you call it Red Dead Redemption Two? And then set it before it. Yeah. But that's assumed. <laughs> it's not. It's not proven yet, right?
0: This would be cool. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that's coming out uh, Apparently coming out 2017 fall So I mean A year Why now. do
1: you gotta call it Fall at New Vegas <laughs>
0: Instead of Thank you Rob <laughs> 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 Let's talk briefly about The uh, SAG-AFTRA uh, Strike That's going on right now Just to, so people are aware uh, after a week of negotiations between Actors Union sag after and various video game companies, the acting commu- uh, video act, voice acting community has declared a strike against one of the biggest publishers and developers in the industry. Try SAG-AFTRA, the that's right. Uh, The Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television, and Radio Artists released a statement just after midnight on Friday morning declaring the strike against some companies, including EA, Activision, Disney Character Voices, and Take-Two Interactive Software. According to SAG-AFTRA, after 19 months of unsuccessful negotiations, striking was the only viable option left to ensure their concerns about safer work conditions for the voice acting community was met. Uh, And what that's related to is basically you come in, you record your voice, sure, good enough, but now you are screaming into the microphone. For the remainder of the afternoon, and there's not a lot of attention given to your voice is your that's how you make money. So having someone call you in and basically expecting you for four hours straight to do a bunch of screams into a microphone where you're stressing your voice uh, is dangerous. Uh, when you consider that's how you make your living. Uh, and uh, also demanding bonuses. Basically, Sega After is demanding a reasonable bonus for every two million copies of a game sold, upfront conversations with producers about projects they're working on, and concerns from actors about working conditions taken seriously. A big thing in in video games is you will, you will apply for a part. Uh, this was, I think, kind of brought to light with back with Grand Theft Auto 4 where they casted two relative nobody voice actors to do the two main characters. Well, Grand Theft Auto 4 went on to make... X number of billions of dollars, millions, billions of dollars. And those guys saw their initial paychecks, not, but didn't know that it was a grand theft auto game. And therefore had no, nothing in their contract where they're going to get bonus back this, if it's this much of a thing. And obviously if you're a voice actor going into a, a, a thing and you're like, what what's this for? And it's, you know, some crap name, name an open world game. That's, you, you know, you're doing some, some lesser budget title. It's a $50 game. It's Farming Simulator. You know, we're expecting to sell X number of copies of it. You get paid what you get paid. But if you go into it knowing it's a triple A game, if you're like, oh, it's Master Chief I'm reading for, you eh, might want to consider working in some kind of bonus into your contract because yeah. otherwise they're making... they're It's a joke. Yeah. They cut costs on you, on your talent. And again, you could say, well, they can go to anyone. Uh, and that's also the case now as only 25%... Of voice actors are represented by the SAG union. And say what you want about the union. Uh, These particular things they're talking about, I do agree with. The idea that you you send them your first paycheck and they are looking out for you. It's a racket. In in many ways it is. There's positives and negatives to SAG. um, Like any union. But this is something that does need to be taken seriously. The fact that they're kind of bamboozling these voice actors into working under these crazy conditions and then they don't get a kickback on the insane amount of money these games are making when you could argue that in some games the voice work, the involvement of a voice actor in their performance, you know, how do you quantify that in direct sales? How do you say that, oh, if anyone else voiced Nico Bellic, it wouldn't have sold as many copies? You can't. Uh, But these kind of things need to be considered going forward. And that's all I want to bring people's attention to every time you hear a voice in a video game think about it think about the conditions of which they recorded that voice every time you're playing a Bethesda game and you're like wow the last eight people I've talked to had the same voice actor consider that that person probably sat in a voice booth and recorded all those lines back to back to back to back over the course of a couple days um, I mean
1: I just I've been playing a lot of Dragon Age and people who you wouldn't even think they would—they should give a voice to you because they're just like a random merchant on yeah. the side of the street that's got a their own voice yep yeah. I'm like, man, that's a lot of hours. Every
0: grunt, every, every, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like how many uh. of those are they recording? How many death sc- rattles and screams yeah. are they recording? Ah! Right now on the 3DS, you can download the Pokemon Sun and Moon special demo. Uh, that's going to give you access to the Ash Greninja and some other cool stuff. Uh, what it also did was they put the whole regional Pokedex in that demo. So people have taken it apart. And spoiler alert: you can go online and basically see every single new Pokemon that will be in that game. Wow. I like the attention to detail in all the Pokemon they have put in this game. It feels like they have really tried in a way that they maybe haven't in past gens. So I'm looking forward to it. Go down that that and check it out. Cuphead, the really neat uh, hand drawn animation kind of faux early cartoon game, yeah. uh, is slipping into 2017 for a release. <laughs> This leads us back to the whole Mighty Number no. Nine thing, where it's just like, how many times are you gonna delay a side-scrolling game? You're re and pasting assets. How can a game like that take so long, especially with the team you had at Concept? We're talking about Cuphead there, though, which I played at E3 and seemed mostly like you could put this out. Like, there's a lot of that game was playable. Uh, so we'll see what happens. And finally, for the news this week, uh, they're putting out DS games on Wii U. They're still doing that. Uh, two games out this week Animal Crossing Wild World and Kirby Canvas Curse which might be the respective two worst games in those franchises are now playable on the Wii U what a fitting what a fitting thing Nintendo uh, anyway you know what game
1: was really good what's that Rob Kirby's Dream Course on the Super Nintendo like the
0: the golf one hell yeah right. <laughs> meter's charge let's go to the ATC <laughs> Thing to talk about this week, and that's uh, going back to those Ultimate Editions and Deluxe Editions, because Battlefield had the same thing. Basically, on Tuesday, the 18th, Deluxe Editions a out.
1: Normal release day.
0: No, which is the usual release yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. So people are, associate Tuesdays with video game releases, yeah. even though you know I would say maybe a third of video games actually come well, on Tuesdays think now. It's
1: like Tuesdays are games, Thursday nights are movies.
0: Yep, but now it's, it's Wednesday be, nights are movies. <laughs>
1: now you know, it used to yeah. be Friday. Now it's Thursday. So, they're not trying not to get.
0: Uh, so, there's like a, an international like mandate. They're trying to get Friday to be a media release date. Like, everything will come out Fridays music, movies, and, uh, Good and, luck getting and new Nintendo
1: games. on that.
0: Uh, well, the other thing is, is also, for as far as retail is concerned, is that things are closed on the weekends. So, if something ends up being a big hit on a Friday, everybody's hands are tied until the following Monday, and that's real stupid. Plus, uh, the most in services or stat days are going to be on Fridays and Mondays. So, Tuesday makes a lot of sense for a release date, but let's move away from that. Anyway, Battlefield 1, Deluxe Edition, comes out on Tuesday. It's $100. Uh, it comes with some extra features, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, whatever. Screw it. $100. $100. $99.99. In
1: Canada. In
0: Canada. So, that would be $80 in the States. Uh, regular Edition, $60 in the States, $79.99 here in Canada. Comes out Friday. So, if you pre-order this thing... And you, trust me, the Xbox and PSN are really good at burying the cheapest version on their store and making sure they're selling you the most expensive up front. You know, you'll be online. You'll pre-order your game, uh, either at a retail store or o- online. And, you know, Tuesday you're used to that being your the game release date. You jump on your friends list and you see, oh man, Kevin, Justin, and Dick are all playing Battlefield 1. Let's get in. Let's, let's, let's shoot some mofos. And, uh, no, they got the deluxe edition, so you got to wait three days, arbitrarily. Just, just hang out. Just wait. Just wait three days. Xbox is doing the same thing with the Ultimate Editions, except in their case, it's coming with, you know, it's $50 more. It's $129.99. Uh, and you get your season pass or whatever it's going to be with that. Uh, and again...
1: They also released the console
0: yeah. uh, bundle. So you're, you're you're used to seeing games out on a Tuesday. You're on your Xbox One. Kevin, Justin, and Dick, again, playing some Gears of War 4. Let's get involved in that. Let's play some Horde mode. Hell yeah, motherfucker. Uh, well, you know, t- t- while it's a little tight, so you, you got the regular edition. Cause you know, that's all you need. It's not out until after the weekend. So find something else to do, buddy. This is a slippery slope, uh, because you will eventually burn every consumer who regularly picks up games. Let's say four times a year. These are big AAA games. These are the games that people are going to, if they casually pick up games, going to pick up. And now you're confusing them as to when the release date is. People, especially with the EA stuff, are going to think of Tuesday as a game release date, walk into a store, and be told to come back three days later. Uh, do I need to say more? There's an issue here. This is a problem. Uh, Call of Duty has been doing the weirdest things with it, uh, where they did that one year where they had the Day Zero launch, where it's like, if you pre-order the game, the game's out on a a Monday. If you... No, uh, Advanced Warfare was the the one. Right, right. it's very muddy, it makes it confusing for consumers, and it sours them to your product. And I've seen this all Q four and it's it's not stopping now. There's more games that are doing this before the end of the year. And it's it's gonna make a real mess for everybody involved.
1: Oh, You wanna talk about a real mess? Yeah. Here's what here's what I got to bring to the table. Okay. Square Enix. Yeah. At it again. Squeenix. What the they do th- now. Fucking versions of Final Fantasy 15 that are coming out. It has something like 19 different ways to purchase it, and each 15 different, each, whatever. <laughs> each way that you buy it gives you ex- gives you content that's different. So if you buy the uh, like blah 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 edition, and mm-hmm. I get the whatever else edition, we're gonna have two different. Content experiences. There's stuff that's like um, prequel content or based off of content from previous Final Fantasy games that showed so, up in this.
0: Let's talk about EA's online pass. If you remember that era, yeah. I the way the that. way they're doing it now is like a lot of games will have a day one edition. Yeah, Two K's good at this, and some other companies are where it's just like it's a DLC code for extra shit that doesn't make you better at the game yeah. it's cosmetic or or throw away or, or right? throwaway, yeah. or something you're going to use for yeah. the very beginning of the game and then stop using that stuff's all fine it's a bonus for buying the game new what I if, understand that I think
1: that's what the idea is with the squares but, but to they, get
0: all if mean, you are someone who cares about getting all no, of it you, it's, you, it's that's impossible that's the best yeah.
1: part you actually cannot get all of it because Vers, there's, there's stuff that's exclusive to like GameStop yeah. or exclusive to Amazon that even if you buy it there, you actually can't get the other content. So there's, like, for example, if you go onto the Square Enix site and order the, like, Ultimate Edition of Final Fantasy XV, it has everything in it except for the stuff that's exclusive to Amazon. Yeah, Or which you will now uh, not get unless
0: you order a second copy of the game.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So you're either going to need to make these supplemental purchases of mm-hmm. all the additional DLC stuff if it's even
0: available. So Batman purchase. Arkham City was that, right? Because it had yeah. like you pre order her, you get this costume, you get you drink this Mountain Dew, you get yeah, this costume, exactly. you do this yeah.
1: Absolutely insane. Yeah. And it's like do you want people to think that they're getting the full game or not? Because this is how you this is what turns buyers off to buying games. Is you're sitting there telling them like, oh no, this is this game here's here's your game. It's it's a hundred bucks and you're getting Everything in it, except for the stuff that you get, unless you buy it for more or yeah. on a different location or whatever, uh,
0: you, can, you can't. You, have, you can't pay attention you, to that.
1: I think it's. I legitimately think it's nineteen different versions of the game that <laughs> exist, straight up there. Or there's nineteen different things that are purchasable uh, or DLC things that are included. Whether it's just like a, a sword or something mm-hmm. like that, right? It's annoying. Uh, yep. And I, and I, I try to I, I ignore it Because I know it, it drives me insane To think about But There are people Who obviously Are, are pretty burned by that uh, Especially if you go On to their store Like Squares store And buy the Ultimate edition Through them um, And and there's nothing Nothing there for you Yeah It's out of control Or you're or you're, oh, you're missing some stuff That's, that's insane That's just crazy
0: <laughs> Yeah I'm agreeing with you That stuff's out of control man uh, Like The This Mafia 3 uh, so I got the deluxe wow. Which comes with the season pass So when they do DLC eventually it's you mine it. On top of that, because I bought the game new It came with what was called the family kickback It's just some cosmetic stuff You get a, a car, some gun skins, and a, a gun I think is, what, is all that's in there and it's just unlocked for free from the beginning of the game It's no better than the rest of the stuff in the game It's yeah. just something different and it's a little added bonus For buying the game new yeah. the, the, the idea that You know People are okay with it now they're okay with paying money for cosmetic stuff. They're okay with... It, it will literally come down to eventually you will just pay real money for any asset in the game. Yep. Be like, I want this shotgun now. Well, you're supposed to unlock that closer to the end of the game because it's really overpowered. What if I have $5? Well, then it's yours, buddy. That's that's where we're building towards. Yeah, the paygate thing is yeah.
1: stupid. I, I really hope that it doesn't continue like that. I hope that somebody at least talks to Square or they start to see kind of that giving people all these different... Options of purchasing it is is too much. It's like that that age old thing, right? Where it's like uh, when you when you're upselling a customer on something, where yeah. you're like, "Hey, uh, I see that you're buying a camera. Um, do you want an SD card with it, or do you want a camera strap?"
0: Yeah, but in this case, it's like, "Hey, I see you're buying a camera for an extra hundred dollars. I'll take all the pictures you need." Well,
1: no, it's more like it's more like, "Hey, I see that you're gonna buy a camera." Here are forty six items that you can choose from. What would you like? Yeah. And in, Instead of being able to say, "I only want an SD card," or "I only want a strap," it's like SD card, strap, lens, lens cover, like da 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 da, and then you just have this huge list to go through. And you're sitting there, just like, "Oh man, I have to make a decision here," yeah. Or, or I have to, I don't, I don't even want to think about too many options. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with this is like, there's too many options. I'm just gonna go into. The, probably the Square Enix Or not Square Enix I'm probably going to go to the Playstation store Buy it digitally for $79 I just try to ignore the fact that I'm losing out on some sort of content.
0: Well you're still getting something with it Because it'll still give you some kind of cosmetic DLC or something Well if
1: you pre-order it you get some sort of fancy car The,
0: the, the idea that you can get your fans Because it's a Final Fantasy game To shell out more than the standard MSRP for a Game so seventy nine ninety nine in Canada is steep. Yeah, the idea that someone will willingly go ahead and pay more than that based on what? Yeah, I'll it's nine. a Final Fantasy game. That I'll track record is real good. Like, what are you doing? It's not good lately. Uh, these like all this stuff like give some of it away for free with the game, make it consistent with no matter where you're buying the game, and sell the rest of it cosmetically. That money's still coming to you, and you're giving people the option rather than making them think they need something upfront that they do not. Mm
1: -hmm. Like wrestlers.
0: Like wrestlers. Like Goldberg. (laughs)
1: $1.99. Get a new skin for...
0: Get a new Goldberg. Get a new jacket for Brock Lesnar. Uh, Is that your only ATC? That is. Well, I'm going to open up this chest then. (laughs) So... I want to induct something uh, really recent.
1: Oh damn, that's two really
0: recent. As someone who's sat here and watched multiple people try VR, uh oh. Uh, uh, I really like Harmonix Music VR, but Job Simulator is getting on the key item list, man. Oh damn. Uh, this game's been around since early released since earlier this year, and as far as offering a sandbox experience in VR that's solid and works across all virtual reality headsets. Job Simulator, uh, I think, really, really deserves a spot on the key it item is, list.
1: It's fun, man. Yeah. It's a pretty good game. It's very simple. It's If you're looking for a game that is going to, like we said before, give you a crazy yeah. story... It's a game where uh, you, uh,
0: while it's immersive in its own right, the, the writing, if you went through some more of the story stuff, is funny enough, uh, you're limited only by your creativity. With only your hands being able to grab and pick up stuff... The amount of things you are able to do in any four of those scenarios is incredible. Uh, the I idea. drank
1: gasoline.
0: Yeah, you drank gasoline and puked all over the place. Yeah. Like, sure. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> I shook up the maximum energy energy drink and poured it into a guy's uh, yep. fluid thing in the Absolutely. Scar.
0: You found a hand in the glove box. You're like, what is in the glove box? It's a hand. You're like, okay, uh, that's it's clever. A glove yeah, in the
1: glove box.
0: I'm oh, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> I, I see that as a hand but, uh, Things I didn't even Like every time I see Someone play that game They do something I Haven't seen someone do Before except you No show me uh, In the convenience store One when this this guy Comes in and he's just Blazed out of his mind And asking for a huge Burrito he's a, ro- he's a High robot which is In and of itself That's Entertaining uh, And then my buddy Trevin's playing and He reaches forward Takes his hat off and Puts it on and takes His sunglasses and put Them on and then you see The robot just standing There just like nothing Happened <laughs> And then he make, gets a burrito. He puts it in, like, the embiggener and gives him this giant burrito. Before he hands it to the guy, he charges him three times for it and takes a bite out of it. I'm like, okay, come on. That's, that's pretty incredible. good, man. And it's, it's, it says, you know, like I said, you're limited by your own creativity. And yeah. there's only so many games that have that kind of. I mean,
1: what did I do that was funny? Oh, dude, in the mechanic shop when I was fl- throwing the receipt. Yeah. Yeah. I threw the receipt from one hand, caught it with the other and yeah. then whipped it to the guy. Charge him charge him an extra $200 just for that just trick. Just for right. wasting time cuz yeah. you're trying to do the trick. No, the the job simulator is really cool. I only played two of the modes and I really really enjoyed it. Um, I think that my my favorite one was the the
0: mechanic shop though. Mostly
1: yeah. cuz I like to say things like, "Ah, oh, there's your problem." And uh, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh, so the game originally came out on Windows on April fifth of this year. It's made by yeah. Alchemy Labs. It is a Job Simulator: The twenty fifth uh, twenty fifty Archives. The concept of it is it's the future and robots are ruling everything, and they have basically cataloged old human jobs and what they were to understand uh, the, how these jobs were worked and stuff. So the office the office worker one's super funny because. Uh, for, for example You have to cook the books So what does that involve? You print out the report Which is literally a book And you, you cook You cook the book um, it, Burning a CD Is literally that You you burn the CD You put a CD in the toaster It puts the music on it the Little quirky stuff like that And again The, the cat's in his little Sausage oh. thing under here we, We're like on a throne of animals here It's like Ace Ventura's apartment Um uh, it's really, really neat. Like you said, auto mechanic, gourmet chef, store clerk, and office worker are available to you. It's $40 on the PSN, maybe a little less. It's definitely gone on sale on Steam before for the Vive, and I believe yeah. it's Oculus compatible as well. Uh, it is a game that you stand for for the most part. You use your two hands to interact. Uh, kind of is really good at establishing your, your space and feeling what it's like to interact with the VR world. To have a wall next to you that's not there, but oh, you're avoiding moving your yeah. arm there because you feel that, the, yeah. this immersive environment. Uh, really, really neat stuff good on ya. and these are the kind of experiences that will make VR viable. You strap somebody into a game like this, and they're like, oh, this is different.
1: Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought, uh, that's exactly how I thought of yeah. it. I was like, oh, this is funny. Uh, and you could do a lot of goofy stuff with it. It kind of sucks, though, when like the, like, you know, when when you don't have it calibrated properly. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that goes back to, again, this game works better than most Sony games I've yeah. played. And again, in the environment, we could have done things to make it better in here sure, for you to play the game. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> But uh, people are all like, when is Fallout going to be in VR? When can we do shooting games? When can I play the games I'm used to playing in VR? And that right. was my, on the last last podcast, the thing that turned me off from getting a VR was that. And then as the thing came out, I'm like, yeah. you know what? The reason to buy this is for the things I'm not expecting. Yeah. The Harmonix Music VR experiences, the things like Job Simulator, oh, uh, Until Dawn, Russia Blood, perfect, When It Works. Perfect <laughs>
1: analogy for this. Is when you go and see a movie that has 3D, but it's 3D that was added in in post production.
2: Yeah, versus and, and it wasn't yeah. a
1: movie created for 3D. So, yeah. for example, it's like going to watch Avatar in 3D and being like, "Wow, this is crazy! 3D is all over the place in here, and it looks really like it's built into the movie. Yeah. It's supposed to be this way." And it's then going and watching way. Transformers in 3D. Yeah.
0: Where it's just like it's like a gimmick for extra money,
1: or like yeah. or like Clash of the Titans. Or so
0: something. I don't think VR will ever be that. I don't think, uh, like, because now it's now it's on PlayStation, so it's extremely accessible and it's mainstream. This we're yeah. still in the the virgin years of VR. There's there's a lot of things to do from here. We need things such as, uh, you know, the Vive offers a lot of community experiences. Where you are using a headset and you're talking to people and interacting. Yeah. Uh, the Oculus controllers just reveal that they have. Pressure-sensitive buttons that if you're not pushing will still detect if your fingers are sitting on them, meaning if you lift your fingers off, your character will raise his hands. What does this mean? You can make a fist but point. That's Mm. important. These are little things like this in a game like that, like being able to be in a VR experience. If me and you were both playing Job Simulator together, let's say, I was doing one thing and you were doing another, being able to be like, oh, it's on the wall over there, and my character being able to point at the wall... Rather than you having no idea what I'm talking about, Uh, being able to move around your environment in room VR and stuff like that, and and you know we need to wireless HDMI. We have never needed wireless HDMI. Now, very viable. You need to be able to move around with your headset without having to worry about the cable that you can't see when you're wearing the headset. Um, These are all really really neat things that will come out over the next the progression of the next couple years. How they're able to integrate this original technology. Like, when will you need to buy a PlayStation VR two in this timeline? Uh, it is all very interesting conversations to have. But as of right now, our first VR game is job simulator. We're putting it in there in the key item. Uh, let it be known. Solid, solid VR experience. It's 40 bucks on the PSN. If you've got a PlayStation VR and you want something that anyone in the family can play, that you don't need to give any instruction on all those other games, I kind of was letting you know what's going on. Yeah. Job simulator. just like, dude, just, just, just play around. With you them. know how to stand and pick things up, right? Okay. You're good. <laughs> just, yeah. just have fun. Uh, and that's it for the show, man. Uh, no listener questions this week. If you want to interact with the show at all, please hit us up. Lee at Tits of the Iceberg.com or TurnbaseTack.com. We'll get you to me. Uh, for Rob, Rob at TurnbaseTack.com. At TurnbaseTack on Twitter. Facebook.com slash TurnbaseTack. Comment anywhere you see us commenting and we'll find you. And we will kill you. Uh, that's Uh-oh. it for the podcast this week. We'll be back again. And, you know, by the time we record next, so many games are coming out. We very well may have played something completely different. I'm intending to pick up Skyrim again, I think.
1: I think we can get XCOM 2. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm off work for the next XCOM week, too 2 might, weeks, but man, might so.
0: be up for sale very shortly based on the fact that it was a PC release and now, yeah, now
1: yeah. it's... So, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that for sure. I'm thinking Mafia 3 looks pretty
0: good, yep. but... Yeah. I'm going to try to wrap it up in this next week. So if you want to just... Uh, you can, I lend um, you my copy. Well, you man, don't have we to we worry go. about spending 80 goddamn dollars to buy it. Duh! I mean, I got that new job, though. So. Yeah, so hey. you're just rolling in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fliff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're rolling and flip.
1: Uh, in in cheddar and broccoli. That's right. In celery. Say goodbye,
0: Rob. Bye. <laughs>